I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, hey, Dave Kittle here. Welcome back to the show. Got Jerry Durham back on the podcast. He is a, well, you already know who he is, physical therapist, practice owner, ex-practice owner, podcaster, speaker, now helps folks at clientexperiencecompany.com. I just want to give a quick shout out, but thank you. I got I got to go into this cold open. Go for it. Go for it, dude. I was at the dermatologist's office this morning. So I had it all good so far. I had a, a cyst removed back in 2019 off my scalp. No big deal. I had another one pop up earlier this year, classic, you know, American healthcare, like wait until it, you know, gets bigger or worse or whatever. So didn't handle it right away. Whatever. I think, you know, maybe I'm young and resilient or whatever, but anyway, so I'm at the dermatologist's office this morning. And the PA physician assistant, you know, takes a measurement and of the cyst and for, you know, whatever, there's some insurance thing that they will pay for excision of the cyst and then, you know, check and make sure it's benign or whatever, and hopefully not cancerous. The insurance or my insurance or most insurances or whatever will cover a cyst excision if it's 1.3 millimeters or larger. And mine happens to be 0.8 millimeters. So I do not qualify for the cyst to be excised and removed. And the PA was very nice on time, all that great, was like, yeah, kind of like have to wait till it gets bigger or grows or whatever. And so she goes, oh, but if you want, like you have other options, which are like, you could pay out of pocket here and we can handle it for you, or we can refer you to a bunch of different plastic surgeons in all different other neighborhoods of New York City. And I'm like, well, I'm thinking like, well, that's got to be more expensive. But anyway, so the reason why I had Jerry Durham on this show and this podcast today is because I said, well, how much out of pocket if I want to handle it now and, you know, get scheduled. And I know it's like, it's not cancer right now. We don't know anything. So she said it might be a waiting list and it might be a month out, whatever. Okay, no problem. So how much would it be if I wanted to schedule that and, and get it, you know, get on the schedule to get it cut out here in this office, like I did in 2019. And the PA said, oh, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much that would cost. Let me call my office manager and I'll be right back. She leaves the room. Since I've known Jerry Durham now since, I don't know, for eight or nine or more years, I pull out my phone and I text Jerry. I'm like, Jerry, you're not going to believe this. I'm at the dermatology office. I, I'm given options. And you know, I have several credit cards on me and cash or whatever. And I could schedule this thing right away if I wanted to. I, it turns out, I'm interested, but it depends on the price. Is it going to be a hundred? Is it going to be 2000? Like, I don't know. Right. So she comes back in and she's like, I, I talked to my office manager and it's about 550 to $600, something like that. She said like in that range, which is like, now we're getting warmer. We're still not even on a dollar amount, but Hey, we're triangulating close enough. Okay. 550 to 600 called 600, whatever. Okay. And so I'm like, yeah, like I'm interested in uh, just getting it handled. Like it, it had like, you know, bled out a little bit. I just want to make sure, like, let's just get it handled. That dollar amount I can completely be on board with. Totally fine. But the reason why I brought Jerry on is because the PA was doing, you know, everything great clinically and all that. But I messaged him and I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe this. Like she, she's offering 
options, including an option at that office to handle out of pocket. And she doesn't even know the out of pocket cost if for me, there, I'm, I cannot be the only one where my cyst does not qualify for insurance coverage. So Jerry, like I'm, I'm throwing out a lot. I'm throwing a lot at you. Initial thoughts or takeaways on the situation. Am I over-dramatizing it? Am I like making something out of nothing? You used the word before we started friction. And I say this all the time to any business owners, like, why are you making it difficult for people to pay you? And that goes to everything you just said, whether you know the price, whether we don't take credit cards versus we don't take, you know, it's all of it. It's like, oh, I worry about credit card fees. Well, yeah, it's much better not to get paid at all than have to give up 3% of what you got paid and you can budget it in, which I do in my own business. And guess what? I make it back from the next client. I mean, come on, people. We make it so difficult in healthcare and the assumption Here's where I really want to go with this. So we we can all break this down and everybody can say, well, how can they know? But you know what? If you walk into a restaurant that has eight different types of pizzas served 12 different ways and you ask the waiter, they're pretty much going to be able to tell you the cost of everything, dude. All of it. All of it. Right. And so how is it? How is it that we make it so difficult? And why is the assumption that everybody walking in? Here's my biggest issue. The assumption is everybody is going to be making decisions. Here it is, man. Everybody is going to be making decisions based on the payer. Is it going to be my insurance? Is it going to be my credit card? Is it going to be cash? And it's such a messed up mindset, dude, that you are, I don't know where the focus is on this. I just don't understand it. You know, everybody knows I do secret callers. I just got done talking earlier about this, right? Hi, my name's Jerry. I have low back pain. I want to get physical therapy. Okay, uh, Jerry, sure. Well, I can help you with that. So what insurance did you want to use? I'm like, who cares what insurance I want to use? Let me bring it up. You know, and this is the big kicker, dude. Let me bring up price being an issue. Let's talk through value. I've got a cyst on my head, right? I want to have something done with it. Cool. Can you do that? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about the options. Cool. By the way, Dave, because you're cyst is this small. These are your options. And by the way, you just say insurance will not cover this. Here are your options. But the assumption from the NPRPA was that you were going to say, no, I guarantee it. Well, your insurance won't cover it. Well, how much would it be? Oh, you weren't supposed to ask me that. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, she, the, she, the she, assumption she here. Yeah. And also on the front end, when I called to schedule this appointment, the first question, Jerry, was what insurance do I have before the woman on the phone, the receptionist, secretary, whoever, call center, whatever, asked me my insurance. You know, have I been at my previous patient here? Have you been here before? What's your insurance? What's your date of birth? Then what's my name? And then never uses my name back in the, you know, in the process. It's just like, dude. So tell me what is the most, right? So I have a, such a hard time with this because why not just set it up, right? I got a five-step intake process. By the way, it will work for any healthcare office. I'm now using it with a surgeon's office, dude. I got a surgeon on board. It's the same five-step intake. And by the way, number four out of five is how would you like to pay, David? I'd like to use my insurance. Do you take insurance? Sure. Do you have it? We can check your benefits, get your costs, do all that. Oh, uh, how would you like to pay, David? Well, I don't have insurance. You know, what, what would the cost be? Let me tell you, David. I mean, what is so difficult? After, 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 after I've talked to David about the problem he needs solved, 
what his expectations are. And then we decide if I have the expert and then I'm going to tell him what he gets for his time, energy and money during that visit. And then he's going to make a decision. You cannot make a value decision without a dollar amount. Think about that for a second. Value equation has a dollar in the equation. So therefore, if you have no dollar amount, you have no value equation. There is no value without a dollar assigned to it, without an amount. So how can I value something? You said, how much is it going to be? Is it $5? Is it $2,000? Give me a price so I can put it in my value equation and tell you if it fits. And that's the other thing with this. Everybody says, oh, you know, just got to get people on the schedule. And I'm like, no, we got to give people the value of what they will receive. We then have to give them a price and let them make a choice what you were trying to do, right? And they put up all these roadblocks and all this friction. It's no different. And I want to say that again. The job of the people in healthcare is to make sure David understands what they can do for him, how they can help him solve his problem how they make sure that he knows that he's not the first one, social proof, and that they can help him, individual proof. They tell him what's going to happen on the first visit, and then they tell him, how do you want to pay? Well, I want to use my insurance. Okay. Based on what you just said, David, there may be some limitations, and we will know and be able to tell you after your initial visit. Your insurance will cover it. You know, again, we can script this thing out, dude, because your insurance probably paid for the visit, but it won't pay for the procedure. Well, if you're in that business, it's your job to know that and to train your people to have that conversation upstream. All right. I haven't even been drinking. I haven't had any coffee, dude. I'm already fired up. It fires me up. And I listen, I know not everyone with assist can pay five or six hundred dollars. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's the thing. There's all, all this backlash from the previous episode about the patient I had that paid 300 something thousand dollars over two and a half years. And there's a lot of people publicly or privately saying about the holistic nature of healthcare and all that. And like, but aren't there other practices nearby? Like if you don't want to work with us, if you don't want to come to us and pay out of pocket, like, can't you, Dude, I, other train all, I train all my clinics all my clients who've come to me, I said, you must have two options for the people who choose not to do business with you. I said, you must. So that when we get to the end of this call and someone says, you know what, Jerry, this isn't going to work for me. If I've sold the value, if we've discussed costs, if we've talked about their insurance, if we've checked all the boxes and they go, you know what, Jerry, that's not going to work for me. Now, mind you, I'm going to ask some follow-up clarifying questions, but I'm not going to sit here and belittle someone who can't Right, like it, it might truly be out of someone's budget. Yeah, they just so might not I, have I'm the resources. Gonna, and by you know, that's that I don't I won't go that route. I'll ask some clarifying questions. I just want to make sure, David, you understand what we have to offer. Yes. And you know what the cost will be. Yes. You know it's going to be an hour with your expert, Dr. Jane Doe. Yes. And you know you'll get these things. Yes. And you'll know you have a plan at the end of it. Yes. And that's still too expensive. Yes, it is. Cool, David. I've got some other options for you. Can I so, share and- this with you? And so the, the beauty about that is practices that like we're not perfect, but like we don't have any bad Google reviews about surprise medical bills or payment or anything like we have no negative Google reviews or online reviews, pretty much none anyway. But we definitely don't have anything about surprise medical bill or cost or they said they were taking my insurance, but then they didn't or they charge my credit card, you know, too many times or something like no one has any issues with that. 
And it's because we, I mean, obviously I've utilized Jerry's help over many, many years, especially like even before I had a practice, which certainly, <laughs> certainly has helped, but it's just being like, it's just being transparent about here's the cost. Here's like, here's your responsibility. Like, for example, we do home visits, like we travel to our patients and clients. We have a 24 hour cancellation policy. I forget if that's something that you like or don't like, or other practices don't do it or whatever. For us, it's like, I tell my therapist, like, hey, you're booking, especially if you're part-time or PRM, you're booking these patients on your own free time or whatever. And so I want to value that. And I want to, I want to keep my therapists that are, that are great. Right. And so I pay them if a patient no shows or canceled or whatever, less than 24 hours. Right. So we have their, the patient's card on file, the credit debit card on file at the start of the plan of care. All of that is communicated up front. There's no surprises. Yeah, dude. You know, you said a lot of things in there that hopefully people are hearing and grabbing onto all these parts. My journey in this started because of people complaining about surprise bills and everything. And I went, I can't run a business doing this. What is the issue? Right. And what the and issue we went, was more like about surprise, like, yeah, yeah. It was surprise guard. bills. It was about, so here's what I learned, right? Because we tried to fix a billing problem, went upstream to the first phone call, changed the conversation around what you should expect and when, when had it in the financial policy and sent emails out to remind them and all those things disappeared. It was better communication. Yeah, it was better communication. By the way, it had zero to do with payment had zero to do with taking insurance or not. It had everything to do with better communication. So it wasn't an insurance problem. It wasn't a money problem. It wasn't a billing problem. It was a communication problem. And that's where people get messed up, right? One of my favorite ones is people won't pay for physical therapy. I say, hmm, have you asked them? Dead air. Because they, no, no. Because all people do is call and ask if we take their insurance. I'm like, well, why do they do that? Because they have no idea what they're buying. Right? So, so we're, we're always trying to solve the wrong problems. There will be, in my opinion, in my experience, there will be less physical therapy utilization if the consumer, the patient, the client is paying 100% of it. For the most part, in a grand view across the country, if someone's paying 150, 200, 300, whatever per visit out of pocket, on average, across New York State or across the country, there's going to be less visits used, seen, treated, utilized, utilization, right? And if it's through a third-party payer, I know there's got to be research about this. I don't, have, I don't have anything to reference. But if there's a third-party payer that's paying half or most of the visit or you know Medicare, whatever, I mean, a lot of these Medicare practices, they just see every patient for 50 visits a calendar year, right? And they just, they run it up. Maybe most of them are medically necessary. As Tony Maritata would say, many of them are probably not. But anyway, that's another conversation. But at the same time, you're right. If you don't ask them, you won't know. And there will be many folks, at least in my experience, in the bubble of New York City, that if you give them the option or if you say, hey, you know, we used to take that insurance and we no longer do. And here's why we don't take it. And it sounds like you have this issue, that issue, whatever. We specialize in it or we evaluate and treat it often. And here's some, I don't know, testimonials or here's some Google reviews of other folks that we've helped with this type of thing. We have a lot of folks that, you know, are surprised at the potential cost, but then decide to work with us in an out-of-pocket basis or whatever. And, you know, here's the dollar amount or whatever. And what I've learned over the past several years of doing a lot of these callbacks, because I had to go through it, like Jerry had gone through the callbacks and speaking. That's, that's what I'm envisioning right now is all the callbacks I did. 
and I'm sure you, I'm sure you came across the same assumption, which is like, you can read a ton of sales books. You can listen to sales videos on YouTube, all that type of stuff. Right. But if you force someone, if you force the healthcare consumer and you try to, you try to have a response for every objection and, and you try to have a rebuttal for every excuse or whatever, some of these people, you still might get on the schedule and then they cancel, no show, they drop off, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't fix a problem. What I've learned is that you cannot convince these people and you almost do like not the takeaway close, but like it has to be their decision to work with you. You can't convince them. Right. So I tell people sell the value, make sure they understand the next step in payment because you may have to check benefits and you promise them a callback and then say, what would you like to do? And then sit in the dead air, dude, sit in the dead air because here's the other thing people have to understand. I do secret callers. 99% 99% of the people I talk to don't take a breath. They just talk the whole time. Talk, 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 tell, 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 talk, 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 tell, tell, tell. I hang up. I'm like, what just happened? As opposed to, so David, back to your point, you said you have low back pain, right? Would you mind if I ask some questions of you and what led you to call us today here so I can make sure we're the right fit? And you go, sure. And then we get into what it is, what solution you're looking for. What are you trying to get back to? And I tell David, hmm, we help people just like that, David, and we can help you. I know we can help you because we currently have people in the clinic just like you. So then we start going down this path. So then I start talking about your expectations. Then I go into seeing your expert. Here's the other thing we do wrong, dude. We sell past the first visit. And so, and I learned this when I was making the calls, right? I learned this the hard way. If I'm selling a visit with an expert who's going to take me through an evaluation for an hour and take me through a hands-on movement assessment and be able to tell me why I can't do those things I want to do. And then we'll sit down and give me a plan of care and it costs $150. Then I've given you something to value and I've given you something to make a decision over. And so I believe we are doing ourselves a disservice when we talk further down the road. But if we talk about this next step, because really the job of the person answering the phone is to understand the next step, which is the assessment, the evaluation, the consult, whatever you want to call it, the paid. And to talk to David and get you to understand why you should invest your time, money, and energy in that hour with the expert. And this is what it'll cost you. And at the end of that, David, you'll get a plan. You'll get the number of visits, you'll get how long, and you'll get the cost to do the care. And you will have that plan with you. And so if I pitch it that way, and really, that's all the next step is, is to show up, then all of a sudden, what's that worth to someone? By the way, on a side note, a PPS, and these were not city folk, my friend, I ran into two people collecting $100 copays. Is it funny how magically you have insurance and you'll pay a $100 copay? So just a side note, right? So people, by the way, I want to go back. So think about what I just said, more selling versus, oh, let's get you scheduled for physical therapy. What's physical therapy, right? And how long is the eval? And nobody ever tells me my PT's name, by the way, less than 50%. And maybe I Hmm. know it's an hour, right? There's no there there. By the time people hang up, there is, when people say nobody will pay for physical therapy, I see damn right. Because what is physical therapy? I wouldn't pay for it. Now, when I tell you I go to PT once a month, I pay out of pocket. And if I tell you what I get, that's my definition of physical therapy. So will I pay for that? Yeah, but I don't call it physical therapy, right? So again, we have to get people 
it's so funny. We're making decisions for people. We are making healthcare decisions for people by having this conversation upside down. That example you were saying, you you personally, Jerry Durham, don't call that physical therapy or what, what do you mean? Like you call it like an investment? Like what do you no, mean? No, when that? people, yeah. So I've even done this. By the way, I've talked to a few of my clients into taking physical therapy out of their name because the connotation is so wide and so poorly understood and poorly defined. I'm like, you have to define it. One of them treats runners. So run is in their name, right? One of them treats a lot of power lifters and things like that. And that's in their name. Because what I want people to do is call and say, I need help. Can you help me? That's literally what I want. It's funny. I always ask everybody, what's your favorite call? Oh, I love when people just call and say, I want to schedule physical therapy and I get them scheduled. I'm like, you just got lulled into the biggest dupe of your life. I love when people call in and go, do you take my insurance? How much does it cost? Because that tells me they have no idea what we sell. So I'm going to leverage that. I almost want to go, thank you for telling me you have no idea what we do here. I actually, I've been thinking of other episodes and I want to have you back for keywords that I hear. So we get calls for the answering service that it's really just, they collect the lead information yeah, and, yeah. and we get a, we get a text and email and audio recording of this answering service because it's some company that has a rotation of people that we can't even control who answers the call. So there's a little, that is usually still pretty good though. Pretty low cost. But anyway, I know you, I know you guys. And you're no, I'm not going to, I, I got no opinion. If it works, it works, dude. I want to have you back. Remind me though, because of there's keywords of when yep. someone calls in, yep. I can identify who yep. will pay out of yep. pocket and will probably be an ideal fit, at least for us. Also, I don't know if we could riff on it, but you just said something was interesting, taking physical therapy out of your name. I was at a crossroads when I was starting my practice. And I, so the main name is concierge pain relief. So conciergepainrelief.com. The crossroads was half of the clientele are usually older, geriatric, neuro, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, balance gate, whatever. The folks that are maybe homebound, maybe not homebound, the folks that that want in-home physical therapy. Those were doing home visits without a practice were kind of like freestyling it. Half of the clientele was that. Then the other half of the clientele were busy professionals and executives, and they would always have orthopedic issues. So it was like, do I name the practice something pain relief? or something like neuro rehab, right? And then, so I was like, screw it, you have to pick something. So I went, you know, concierge pain relief because a lot of people are in pain and they just want relief. Even if it's a healthcare consumer that's an adult, but they have, I don't know, fifth grade reading level or eighth grade reading level or whatever. If they have back pain, neck pain, sciatica, knee pain, whatever. If they have pain, they want relief. They find us online and, and they went, went with that. So maybe that is something that more practices will do in the future. Or they just go with like a, like a branded name, like a, I don't know, like um, physical, physical, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is, dude. On, on, it don't matter. On, right? Onward, yeah, yeah, onward, onward, onward health, whatever, yeah. And so. so that's the idea: is we allow people to go. I need to schedule a fit. This was one of the biggest. So again, I want to reference this. I do it every time, and I feel like it gives me street cred. But it does come back to this. I answered for a full year. I answered calls in my own business, right? To get and when I was out at network to get people on the schedule who would arrive, pay, and then stay. And this is where I learned the bulk of this, right? And allowing people to say, I need physical therapy, and then just scheduling them is, right? It's like calling a restaurant and going, what kind of food do you serve? Don't worry about it. Just get on the schedule, right? We'll feed you, right? So if I'm reading between the lines here, we want to minimize friction around the cost, but maybe increase some friction around making sure that they know what we can provide for them. Well, well, and, and to, so, to, to convey right, the value and so the and all. processes, 
And that's why I drop. So cost is number four on the list so that we can make it about them, right? So that we can drive them in a direction of having them talk about themselves and what problem they're trying to solve. So yes, I'd agree with you, David. Everybody says, well, you got to, you know, you know, well, how much is it? Well, it's $125. You know what I love? So because I listen to these calls, hey, David, how much would it cost? Well, here, uh, physical therapy evaluation is $150. Oh, okay. I'll call back. You know, I'm going to call around. Okay. Click. And I'm like, I love taking those calls and going back to the front desk team and going, what are they buying? Oh, they're buying physical therapy. What's physical therapy? And there's always dead air. And then I say, what's physical therapy to you? And then I always love doing this. What's physical therapy to them? AKA, you don't know because you didn't ask them. So we're allowing people. It's, it's just insane, dude. There's no other business like this. There's none. Zero. Zilch. Who expect you to buy something from them without you understanding what they're, they think they're buying. You walk into Home Depot. They don't just go, yeah, go find your shit, right? What do you need help with, right? Well, I need some hardware. What do you need? I'll point you to the aisle, right? It's like anywhere, the barber, I don't care. Name anything, shoes, a restaurant. I love the restaurant analogy. Well, if you're hungry, don't worry about it. Just show up here. We'll feed you. And then you show up and you're like, I don't like this food. I didn't want this food. And then you as the restaurant person gets pissed off. Oh God, people don't understand. People don't want to pay for our food. It's like, no, they had no idea what they were buying before they got here. You didn't tell them. Same thing. Dude, I got to tell you, man, and I see it and the numbers aren't getting any better, right? The clinic's just scheduling people based on insurance have huge churn and arrival issues. Still 2023, dude. And it's because people don't know what they're buying. So when I pitched you to come on here, I know I talked about a potential like topic or headline, like, hey, practices, I think practices could make more money, get better results for their patients if there was more patient clarity around the out-of-pocket cost per visit. percent dude. It right. doesn't even need to be that. Well, let's back that up because that's still about cost. If they have clarity around what they are buying for their money. And so it's a little, it's communication and managing their expectations, which you already kind of touched on. And if the consumer, the patient, client, whatever, were, you know, the person that's calling you that needs help, the prospective patient, if they have clarity around this whole situation, so it's it's everything. It's the cost. It's the value. It's you know whoever you're calling is not just necessarily the a place that's a mill that's going to take your insurance and you know he, you know maybe we need to slow down the conversation. Here's why we're different here. Like you said, so mentioning the potential therapist name, like if they say I I can only do Tuesdays and Thursdays, do you guys you know or Tuesday and Thursday nights or whatever after six or seven p.m. You know then the person the answering person secretary whatever at your clinic will know which therapists are there at that time and say, you know, usually it's, I don't know, Dr. Tom, Dr. Brian, Dr. Mary, whatever that's here for your particular issue. So incorporating those types of things, the potential therapist name that they specialize in and treat often that type of an issue that it's common. Cause if the callers, if the caller has some, something that they think is uncommon, then the, the which they always do. Right. Might, so it has everyone, to be about them. It always has to be about them. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Because they, they don't want to they don't want to go to a place where the therapists don't know how to treat the thing and, and don't see the condition often because then they're going to have some doubt or fear or anxiety that it's not going to get better and waste their time and money. Correct. Uncertainty. So it's in the research. Every patient wants three things from a healthcare provider. And so I went through and I read a bunch of research and I wrote down everything. 
I wrote down everything it said patients want from their healthcare providers. And we all know what was the top of the list, listening, empathy, all this. Okay, I get it. I get it. But let's go a level deeper, right? Because people aren't going to show up somewhere just because you tell them you listen. So that can't be the only thing. So I, I started scratching that off. And what was left behind across all the research People want three things from their healthcare provider, and you must sell this on the first visit. And this is my five-step process is built around this. They want an expert who will tell them why, why they can't do what they want to do. They want a diagnosis. So I say, well, we're not so much about giving diagnosis. We're good at listening and telling people why they have the problem they have and why they can't do what they want to do. So I say, they want an expert who will tell them why they can't do the things they desire to do, and then they want a plan. I'm like, that's a PT about. If you can't sell that, if you can't have that conversation on the first phone call, and by the way, the bare minimum, anybody listening to this, just do that tomorrow. Oh, yeah, David, we have uh, experts here who help people who run and have knee pain. And we currently have clients here who are, can't run because of knee pain. And we're currently treating people just like you, David. So I know we can help you. Let me get a little more information from you because I want to make sure I get you set up with the correct expert, David. And now you're like, you didn't just call and schedule physical therapy. You're like, this for me, this is me, right? And then because, I tell you, yeah. Is that because just too much of healthcare has kind of been the way it's been for so long? And I think so. So I'll say this on we, here. We didn't, we didn't have to make it that great. We didn't have to make it so consumer centric and all that. Uh, no, you know why we did that? I say we, no, we're the only, uh, I'm going to make a broad sweeping statement, which means it's probably not true, but we're the only industry that is not consumer centric. What are we? We're payer centric, dude. So you can, and I'll sit here and break this down with anybody. If you put on your website, how much you care about your community and how much you care about the people you serve. And the second question is what insurance do you have? You have set up an insurance billing business that happens to accommodate patients. So we're in an industry that at some point started to build out business systems and processes built around getting paid. Well, and here comes the big kicker, right? Everybody else, the person who pays us is the person across from us, but not here. So we started all up and we started to focus on getting paid and then realized it wasn't about the person across from us that we had to pay more attention and build systems for the insurance payer. And slowly but surely, we started to push out and disregard the person sitting across from us that interestingly enough holds all the cards. They pay the benefits. They've paid the benefits. They, right? I'm paying COBRA right now. I won't even tell you how expensive it is for two people. It's four figures. No kids, no nothing, man. Right? And to say, and to tell me because I have insurance, right? Oh, you have insurance. Yeah, we're cash paid. I'm like, I'll give you my Cobra payment. You want to see cash pay? Yeah. And so we built, we built, we built healthcare built from the inside out systems and processes and EMRs. EMRs are the biggest offenders based around getting paid. And I'm like, if you just focus on the customer, you'll get paid. By the way, you'll get paid because the person who can't afford any more than their insurance will pay will tell you no. And you'll go, Okay, let me help you find the right place. By the way, I've had, how can you go to bed not feeling good about yourself that I got either people schedule with me or I got them to the place who could take care of them? I'm like, I slept well at night. 
And by the way, I got referrals from some of those people. You've heard that story. I got referrals from people that I said, okay, I get it. Let me help you find the right place. Two weeks later, I'm getting calls going, yeah, Dave Kittle sent me. And I'm like, Dave didn't schedule. He never arrived. Yeah. They just take care of people, man. Right. Right. So, so the disconnect back to your question is we started to focus on the wrong people, the payers, because our industry, I, I don't know why people, even with this third party payer system, there, there was never a reason to forego the person sitting across from you, but we did. I don't know how it was 20, 30, 40, whatever years ago, but with Medicaid and Medicare, where they have minimal to nothing out of pocket versus, I don't know, any other oh, insurances. Now, when I went out in network, we're here. I'm going to tell the sob story now. When I went out in network, I had a slide at PPS that said, and I went out in network before it was cool. And of course, we all had a good laugh. And it was a business decision. Dude, the highest copays were like $40, $45 when I went out in network. So that's what I was running uphill against. It was zero to 45. There was a lot of zero copay plans too, right? Because we were all in network and then boom. And yeah, so I mean, I was battling zero to $45 copays. And so people were used to at that time, right? And this is what I had to learn. People were just used to always being asked their name, their date of birth and their insurance. And that's all you did. No one ever told them what they were going to get for their money, dude. No one ever told them, right? So Mm. yeah, we created it. We created it, dude. It's not the insurance company's fault. It's our fault for catering to the insurance company, dude, all of it, all of healthcare caters to the insurance company, right? Dude, if you gave me a business that profited a billion dollars a quarter, I'd build it in a, I'd build it in a heartbeat. Final recap on practice owners with this whole conversation. So communication, managing expectations, clarity around cost per visit, clarity around the conversation around what they're going to get for that dollar amount. Not just like, here's this dollar amount, but in a way that is like professional, not trying to shame anyone. Like, Hey, we used to take this insurance. We don't, or like nope. for us, like, like nope. we don't take, we don't no take shame. We don't take Humana. Like uh, again, you know, just, when someone, right. So by the time this, that's the interesting thing. So by the time we get to how much is it going to cost? And I tell you, and you go, I can't do that. I don't shame you. Right. It's right like, okay. Right. I get it. You get what we offer. Yeah. You get why we don't take it. Yeah. Well, shit. Let me help you find the right place. And other than explaining all that, and then if it's not, they're not the right fit, you find them at the right place, refer them to somewhere else. I mean, that's pretty much all we can do, right? Dude, I had two sticky notes on my monitor, right? Two phone numbers. And you know what I used to, I, I tell you, man, I swear, I got more bonus points for the people who didn't schedule. I say, so do you, do you, because by the way, you offer that, people get confused, man. They were confused as hell. Most of them said no. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. If you have any problems finding a place, if you have any problems getting in, you guess you know how this works, dude. I said, if you have any problems getting in anywhere, you call me. I will call them for you. Love it. How many people took me up on that? Two, three in a year? Of course. But the fact I offered that to everybody was huge. And so and this was me trying to figure out the system. Because remember, and I want everybody, I've said this a million times. I've said it earlier today. I did this very poorly. Oh, the first couple of months were brutal. It was bad. And then, by the way, it didn't get better at three months. It just slightly improved, right? And so on and on. And then I kept questioning things. At the end of the day, I'd write down all these questions that came up. Like, why do people dial a physical therapy office and ask how much it costs? I'm like, 
don't you want to know if we can help you first? And that's how I started. That's how that journey started. I want to throw that out real quick. I got tired of going, why are people calling and asking if I take their insurance? They can call their insurance company. Why are they asking how much it costs? Hmm. So I'll never forget, started going through these and I'd write these questions down. It's like, I got to get the answer. And there's only one place to get the answer, the person asking me. So it's like, yeah, hi, my name's David. I wanted to get scheduled for physical therapy. I was wondering if you take my insurance or no, sorry, let's go the other way. I was wondering how much it costs. And I go, David, how are you? In case you missed it, my name's Jerry. And uh, thank you for calling us here today at San Francisco Sport and Spine Physical Therapy. I am more than happy to answer your cost conversation if you will answer a question for me first. Why did you call a physical therapy office to find out how much it costs before you know if I can help you? Mm. And I did that with the people go, do you take my insurance? I'm like, why didn't you call your insurance company? Why'd you call me? They might say it's faster to just Google, you know, physical therapy near me. Uh, no, no, no. Nobody was Googling back then, dude. Okay. Well, but it, it, it was, was a while back. Seriously. And I was, it was the Yelp era. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, uh, it was. And so, so no, a lot of it was dead air and they had to admit. Cause they don't is know it all the better? same. Is, is that it? I don't yeah. know what it is because I don't know what you do. That's what I wanted to hear. That's what I needed to hear. I was like, cha-ching. So I got to start making sure people know what we do. And by the way, it hadn't because, changed. Because, because if they know what we do, so if it's like, you'll get this, you get this, you get, you know, hands-on evaluation, movement assessment, you know, joint analysis, well, whatever, you know, manual therapy, gait analysis, put you on a treadmill, record, you know, video of you, what to text and email, whatever, like whatever you guys do for the evaluation or, you know, the plan of care, whatever, but just definitely the evaluation. If you can explain that, then when they hear a dollar amount, then it's like, okay, I kind of know a little bit more about is that valuable enough. But if if you just drop the dollar amount, you're right. If you just tell them a dollar amount and they're like, I don't know, $200, $300, like whatever, like 125, whatever you said earlier, you know, oh, that sounds like a lot. How much for physical therapy? $150. Whatever is in their head is what they're paying for. And let me tell you, if they're calling to schedule physical therapy and want to know how much it costs and you tell them 150, I'm pretty much going to promise you whatever they're thinking of isn't worth 150 bucks, right? So I would do that. Hey, Dave, I can give you that answer if you could uh, help me understand something first. Why'd you call a physical therapy office with an issue that I know you probably need help with? Shouldn't we discuss if, I, if we can help you out? And there was always dead air. And I love dead air. Excuse me. I love to hear dead air. I hate dead air. I love to talk. I feel <laughs> there dead. is no, no dead air yeah, here. Right. Not with me around. Right? There's barely any oxygen. So you get that dead air and I'm like, ooh. I'm on to something. And that's a lot of what I did. And there were about three or four examples where I was just like, I just started asking people, why'd you ask me that? And nobody else ever has. Right. And if the mentality is to get people scheduled, then you don't give up about any of this stuff. Think about that for a second. If the objective is to get people to arrive, then you're going to care about this. And by the way, if you're getting paid to get people to arrive, then you're going to care really quick. And when it was my own business, and my business was going to die or survive based on this, I started doing this. And then I realized, hmm, by the way, this is not an in-network, out-of-network, out-of-pocket, cash pay, anything conversation. This is a conversation on how to get people to understand what they are paying their hard-earned dollar for and getting them to say yes or no. I don't care if it's a $20 copay. You got to invest your time, money, and energy to get there. You've got to do it the same way. 
Uh, let's wrap up, Jerry. Final remarks, final thoughts. I mean, I, we covered a lot of this. I definitely want to have you back for some of those other topic ideas, but final thoughts, takeaways, yeah, remarks. Just, just, you, you said it. You really triggered this in a good way. We are making healthcare decisions for people on the other end of the phone based on our assumption of how they're going to pay. And we are doing a huge disservice. And all I'm saying is invest a little time and energy to listen to someone to say, we're not the right fit for you. We are the right fit for you. Will that work for you? I mean, we owe it. This is healthcare. This ain't shoes. This ain't a dinner reservation. This ain't a sporting goods store. We owe people a conversation around sharing with them how we can or cannot help them how we can get them their price, their benefits, their costs, and then allowing them to choose, will that work for you? What insurance do you have? Blue Cross, we don't take that click. I'm like, you just made a healthcare decision for them. Right. Folks, go check out clientexperiencecompany.com. Jerry, you're still pumping out uh, new YouTube videos, right? Dude, 163. Jerry, 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 Jerry Durham 63. PT on YouTube. Yeah, Jerry Durham PT. It's all there. Go to... Um, I- I don't want to make this video too long. <laughs> I loved your episode with Paul Singh. Guys, go oh, check dude. out. Just type in Jerry Durham and Paul Singh into YouTube or find Jerry's channel. Subscribe I looked to it. at that thing when it ended and I was like an hour 40. I feel like I, I feel like I've been robbed. It should have been longer, dude. And we, we, I finally looked down and just went, we got to cut this. Yeah. I love it. And Paul by the way, let fire. me pump something else for anybody that w- is, wants to dive deeper into the conversation that we're having. I've got a 13 part series on there on YouTube called the art and science of selling in healthcare. By the way, you don't have to leave an email. You don't have to pay me. There's no nothing. Just go to my Jerry Durham PT and search art and science of selling. It's a 13 part series that will take you through this whole goddamn thing we're talking about and the why behind it all. It only took me 20 years to figure out. Thanks, Dave. And thanks for texting me from your doctor's office. Isn't that great? I was just grinning. I didn't know you were texting me from the doctor's office till you just said that. That is yeah. hilarious. Well, I had downtime. You know, when the PA steps out to go figure out how much my procedure might cost after she presented a potential option out of pocket, dude, unbelievable. But yeah, I had to text you. I mean, what else am I going to do when that when that happens and the PA steps out? I mean, I, I mean I, otherwise, I'm going to go on you know YouTube and watch one of these videos. But anyway, folks, subscribe to the Dave Kittle Show on YouTube. Check out Jerry Durham PT on YouTube. Catch you next time here. Bye. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E painrelief.com or you can call me at any time 646-781-8884.